Welcome back. It's hour number two, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. You're the host, Josh Applebaum, out there in Boston. Josh, uh, my question to you about hockey is I saw a lot of easy pucks being scored last night. I mean, is that room for concern here uh, as we are ending the regular season and approaching uh, postseason? Yeah, it's a great question here, Pritch. And I think, you know, before we get to that, can we just take one moment to mention the Cincinnati Reds getting it done oh, yeah. for the team. That's right. The beautiful walk-off. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, Jesse Winker here. Uh, hit to, I think, right center. Scored him there. And just one note uh, on the Reds. And I wrote about them in the newsletter this morning. Sign up for free. VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Line move to the Reds, but also interleague play line moves. So, again, Reds walk it off for you today. But in interleague play, when you have a favorite with a line move in their favor, 18 and 12 now, 60%. You mm-hmm. saw the Reds in that game, even though public was kind of uh, all over the White Sox there, getting a little plus money. with a team with a better record you saw that move to the reds and again interleague favorites with a line move now 60 percent so uh i know the i know the south point uh probably went nuts there when winker when winker hit that that rbi there pritch so uh good start today if you're on the reds but anyway your question about about hockey i think it's it's a great point and really what i would look at is when we're getting deeper into the year it's kind of like the nba when you get to this time of year not necessarily teams are tanking but I think the game changes when either you clinch a playoff spot or you've been eliminated because then it becomes a situation of, okay, let's bring up our young guys. Maybe we have a, maybe we have a young goalie prospect who we want to get a little bit of action here, you know, before the end of the season, maybe get some data on some of these players. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. I will admit, you know, betting a lot of hockey totals, I lean more to unders in general, you know, like the system I like is usually if you get a hook, like a, a six and a half or a five and a half, that's really juiced up to the under where maybe their, uh, you know, their penalty kill is really good. They're not great on the power play or uh, they don't generate as many high scoring, you know, danger chances, stuff like that. Our buddy, Andy McNeil at Beeson does a great, job with a lot of those advanced analytics but to me Pritch I think you know again it's the empty net goals that can either you know save you or kill you because again you're you know it's a 5-3 game you're you know uh or you know it's I don't know it's a three to two game it's not right on five you get the under five and a half you're praying the game ends but an empty net goal comes late and then you know the over hits so okay. hockey totals are very difficult but great point by you Pritch sometimes the scoring can pick up here late if you got some of these new players playing or kind of the uh, the motivations change depending yeah. on what position you are in the standings. I'm like, what's going on with these goalies out here, man? I mean, just watching the puck just go past them into the net, uh, which was very interesting to me, though. But keeping an eye on that when I bet hockey now. Um, we got a uh, major league baseball game underway, Orioles and the Mariners. Uh, Baltimore's on top 2-0 to zero in the bottom of the second inning. Uh, Josh, uh, major league baseball, too, betting on that, uh, certainly waiting on the start. There's a delay out there in Colorado. Uh, what about Arizona and Miami? Um, this one's got a total of eight. Uh, Miami minus 110 uh, in this matchup. Yeah, so big story here, Pritch, um, was the fact that you had a scratch pitcher. So you have Ross Detweiler uh, going from Miami here, lefty kind of journeyman guy who's been in the league a while but bounced around through a, a bunch of different teams. Um, I think it might have been Lopez beforehand, but this always speaks to the fact of listed pitcher versus action. This is kind of that nitty-gritty betting conversation that maybe goes overlooked from a lot of new bettors, but is really important if you're betting baseball every single day. So think of it this way, Pritch. You know, Miami, they were like minus 145 uh, earlier today. Now, if you bet action you're tied into that bet no matter what so if you bet uh you know the marlins minus 145 you're tied in that bet nothing can change you're locked in however now miami's down to like a minus 110 favorite you know this this line is really falling because you have a scratch pitcher change so why is that important it's important because my suggestion suggestion to all baseball betters is always bet listed pitcher that way, at least you have kind of the the power and kind of the uh, situation here where if something bad happens or doesn't go your way, 
you know, you can always get your bet refunded because it would be listed as no action if you have listed pitcher and someone gets scratched. But the other thing is, if it gets scratched, your bet gets refunded and you bet listed pitcher, you can always just go bet the game again here, Pritch. You don't mm-hmm. have to uh, get locked out. You can always, you know, rebet it afterwards. So to me, the fact that this is, you know, uh, obviously a big pitching change here with Detweiler in, Marlins drop, you know, 35 cents once the game reopens. I have a little bit on Arizona here. You know, they would match, you know, some dog systems that I like. You do have Luke Weaver on the mound, who his ERA is a little bit high, but he has the the kind of the talent to pitch a good game here. We've seen it before. But this would be kind of dog with a line move. Road dogs have done very well this year, 128 and 149. You're only winning 46% of the time, but you're up pretty good about an 11% return on investment with these road dogs. So to me, you know, D-backs, it would be D-backs or nothing here. Uh, but again, these pitching changes can really kind of change the way you look at games. It's almost like in the NBA when, and, you know, Kawhi Leonard gets scratched here, Pritch, and the line, you know, obviously goes one way or the other. But um, I'd lean D-backs. If not, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a uh, layoff game because of the pitching change. Okay. Uh, what about the uh, Mets, Cardinals? They got that doubleheader. Uh, any action on game one from, from you out there in uh, Boston? So I'm going to monitor this one, but I'm leaning a little bit on the Mets here, Pritch. Okay. You know, the Mets with Stroman on the mound. Uh, this game was kind of a pick type game, but even actually kind of opened some shops for a little bit. It, it's, it's a very tight number here, but some yeah. game, some shops were like minus 108, you know, uh, uh, the Cardinals here. And you're seeing kind of the public right down the middle doesn't know who to back. You have seen, um, you know, kind of split ticket count action. But I'm starting to see some movement here to the Mets. It's important because, you know, this game is about an hour away. You know, you're on uh, 410 right now on the East Coast. You're, uh, this is a 515 first pitch. You're starting to see a little movement here toward the Mets. They're now shifting a little bit to around minus 110, minus 112. If you start to see this thing continue to creep up toward the Mets, I'd be looking at the, at a Mets play here, going up against a lefty here with uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay, do you like to match up uh, Braves and Nationals? I mean, the Nationals at one point, uh, not too long ago, really. Uh, one of the hotter teams in baseball. They had, what, a four-game winning streak uh, there. Uh, Braves, here, here's that division, though. Braves-Nationals get going at it. Uh, where, do you, where do you go with this game? Yeah, it's not the uh, the NL East. It's the NFC East here, Pritch. Yeah, <laughs> where uh, I think a 7-9 and nine team is going to make the playoffs here. Right. But um, I would lean a little bit with Atlanta. You know, right. again, this is a divisional dog opportunity with Washington, which I never really like going against. But I have seen some movement here toward the Braves. And, again, this is kind of a – trending opposite directions. You did see Atlanta get a win yesterday, six to one as they're on a minus one thirty favorite. But before that, they lost a bunch of games in a row. The Nats were playing great. Now they've dropped the game here. So again, you're kind of still, I think, buying low on Atlanta because there's I think there's still like what one in five their last six or something like that. But a little movement toward Atlanta. It's starting to pick up now. This is a 705 game. But a lot of these books were kind of a Atlanta minus 125 favorite. They're up to 128. Nothing huge here. But some of these shops are getting steamed as we speak. I'm seeing some minus 130s, minus 131, minus 132. Again, not a huge move, but the movement is toward Atlanta in this one. The other thing that I would keep an eye out, uh, Pritch, is maybe the over in this one. You know, the key here is you really want eight and a half. Like on our board now, it's nine with the under juice to minus 115. But this thing opened at eight and a half, and I saw a ton of money pouring on the over eight and a half. So that's kind of notable. You know, you look at the weather here. Um, it's about 60 degrees, kind of a, kind of a decent day in the nation's capital. Um, but you do have an over ump, Manny Gonzalez. He's really good to the over. He's about 54% in his career. Uh, and then you also have Max Fried on the mound. He's got an, about an 11.45 ERA. So uh, if you don't like the Braves and you want to avoid that divisional dog angle, I'd still lean Braves with that movement. Uh, but maybe the over would be enticing here, although you really wanted the eight and a half. That way a nine 
caches for you instead of pushes. Yeah, this one gets tough too. Uh, Houston uh, and the Yankees. Uh, that total is nine and a half. Uh, Montgomery's on the bump uh, there for the Yankees. Uh, minus one thirty at home though uh, for the guys in the pinstripes. <laughs> Give me the guys in the pinstripes here, Brett. You're, you're listening to a Red Sox fan. Yes, I know. I've been, I've been sweating the Yankees, and I'm happy to sweat them once again tonight. I think you're still in this weird spot where the Yankees are undervalued, and it's hard to say that because they're one of the most historically popular franchises across all sports. But they've now they've, they're getting a little mojo here, Pritch. They've won four straight. You can say, you know, sweeping Detroit. Who cares? Detroit's terrible. Uh, apologies to our guy Patrick Maher from Detroit. But <laughs> 7-3 win yesterday. It was kind of a little league type game. There were errors. They broke it up. And I know Will Hill was on the uh, the Yankees too, but uh, crossed a few runs across the plate. Coming off a win last night, what I like about this one, Pritch, is it's kind of a, a, a sharp play here to the Yankees a bit. You have uh, quite a bit of betting here on Houston saying, I'll take the plus money. I don't believe in the Yankees. I still think they're bad. Yet this movement is all toward New York. You know, this line open around minus 125. It's up to minus 130. Some shops are now minus 135. So you're starting to get this kind of late steam coming in on the Yankees here. Uh, and it also doesn't hurt that this would be a, a non-division favorite type play. So I like these favorites, these kind of modest to short favorites with a line move in a non-division game. I'm happy to sweat the Yanks tonight. Give me the Yankees. All right. I like it. Conviction right there. Um, Milwaukee and Philly, uh, Josh. Uh, seven and a half. We get one of these uh, kind of totals in this matchup. Uh, this is in Philly. Philly's at home plus 123 uh, for the Phillies out there. Yeah, this has kind of been a line freeze here, Pritch. You know, you have heavy betting on the Brewers. Obviously, they have a much better record here, 17 and 13. Uh, Phillies are uh, kind of dead even here, 15 and 15. And you did see yesterday the Phillies um, actually, you know, they've won the first two games of the series, uh, which has kind of been a surprise here because Bryce Harper's been hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been kind of dogs and at least one of the game they were a dog. But this looks to me like I'd maybe continue to back Philly in this one. You know, it opened at around uh, Brewers minus 130-ish. It's kind of stayed where it's at, even though you have heavy betting on Milwaukee here. And the other thing is, uh, I believe Bryce Harper is out once again today. So even though Harper's out, it's not like you saw the Milwaukee shoot up from minus 130 to minus 140. Again, they, they're staying right where they're at. So maybe this is one of those weird gambling gambler's fallacy type plays where, you know, Milwaukee's the better team with the better record. They've lost two in a row. They got to bounce back and win today. But yet the line's not going in, in their direction. It's staying where it's at or even dipping a little bit to the Phillies here. So I lean Philly. I don't think it's the strongest play of the day, but I kind of like the fact that it hasn't shot up to the Brewers. It stayed where it's at, even with Harper out. Okay, I'm going to test you here, Josh, because um, you just <laughs> dogged out Detroit. Uh, and so uh, here's a high total uh, with a dog, a road dog. Uh, Boston, your Red Sox, minus 175, totals nine. Detroit, plus 160. What are you doing here? So, Pritch, first off, you are you are getting really sharp, my man. Seriously, I'm like I'm like, am I talking about you know, in Step Brothers, when like, do we just become best friends? Like, we already were, Pritch. But <laughs> right. uh, you got all these systems down. I'm loving it. No, I'm with you. I think uh, it was an 11-7 game yesterday that the Red Sox won, high-scoring game, yep. which was kind of notable because that total I think was nine down to eight and a half in that one. So you do have uh, same one today. It's a nine. It's a little juiced up uh, to the under. I'll tell you, it's kind of a kind of a gross day in Boston today. Okay. It's like 50 degrees. It's kind of rainy. The weather isn't the greatest here. Um, I am intrigued a little bit by Detroit because what you mentioned, uh, heavy betting on the Red Sox line really hasn't moved at all. But what's 
and, and I also saw Alex Verdugo just got scratched here for the Red Sox, which uh, he came in the Mookie Betts deal. He's a pretty good ball player, uh, outfielder for Boston. Hits at the top of the lineup. He's going to be out here. But Pritch, the only thing that I'm worried about, and again, I'm never one to shy away from a gross road dog here, <laughs> but uh, Detroit, what scares me, they're one in seven against lefties this year. A lot of their splits are not good against left-handed pitchers. They're going up against Martin Perez, left ear for the Sox. So again, I'm like, I don't know, Pritch. I, I may lay off this one. Uh, I think, it, and here's another teachable moment. Like if you can't stack, you know, and check multiple boxes here on a bet, no reason to lay off. So again, if you tell me you like the value of the Tigers, I'm not going to blame you. But to me, one and seven against lefties, that scares me. I want a better split against lefties if I'm going to back Detroit here. I mean, that offense for Boston too is incredible right now. They're raking right now, Pritch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, you know, you have interchangeable parts. I think Hyam Bloom, who uh, took over here as GM, a couple moves he made, Marwin Gonzalez, Enrique Hernandez, bringing these guys that play multiple positions. You know, you're going one through nine, you know, Devers and, and Bogarts, J.D. Martinez. I saw his uh, AL MVP odds have really increased here. He's really, really raking here to start the year. But uh, you are right, Pritch. That's a lineup that's tough. And here's the other thing, like Detroit's up four to three late. It becomes a bullpen game. That's where you get worried. So if this line tanked to Detroit, I'd be a little more intrigued to back them. Uh, but to me, I think this might be a layoff game. Not not because I'm a Sox fan, but just because not checking off enough boxes for me, Pritch. No, I can understand that. Um, absolutely. Uh, but, you, I mean, Detroit is terrible. We do know that. But yet still can't back them here, plus 160, though. And Even though that total, uh, like we mentioned, is at nine. Uh, Dodgers and Chicago. Uh, the Dodgers on the road, minus 158, that's seven and a half total in this game. So if you want to be a wise guy today, Pritch, I think the Cubs are the play. Okay. This is like the ultimate, uh, it can, they can't possibly win. The Dodgers are so good. They've lost, uh, got swept yesterday in the doubleheader, right. um, which by the way, that second game with, um, with, uh, Trevor Bauer, mm -hmm. I think the Cubs were like, I'm trying to look for it now. They're like plus 200 plus 205. Talk about cashing that play late that you had to go to, uh, I think it was the bottom of the ninth or extras, but that was a late win there for the Cubs, a walk off in that game there. But, um, Pritch to me, it's another Cubs play. Uh, if if kind of if you're matching the same system and it's been working and you're getting plus money and you're kind of going big against the public here, I'm fine with that. The Dodgers, 17 and 14. I mean, they were like 10 games above 500 the other day. They've really really been struggling here. You have obviously Walker Bueller against uh, Albert uh, Alzale here, which you would think advantage Dodgers here, and they open up as a big favorite. But Pritch, they're they're dropping a little bit. Some yeah. of these books were around. Minus 175, minus 170. They're down to minus 158. So I am totally fine with backing the Cubs here. This is the ultimate gambler's fallacy where uh, I wish we, if we talked to Dwayne, it's like I wonder what incredible lopsided action you have on the Dodgers just out of principle that this is a good team that has lost two in a row yesterday. They have to come back and win today, but that's a dangerous way to look at a, at a, at a game here. The fact that it's moving to the Cubs, it would match for me, dog with a line move, dog off a win, dog who made the playoffs last year. Those are all, those are all profitable systems. So, uh, again, I'm going to bet I'm on the Cubs here. And if they lose, I got no problem with this bet here because, again, I think you're taking advantage of a really contrarian play uh, and, and really not falling into that gambler's fallacy trap. All right, because I forgot to ask you, did you play uh, Baltimore and Seattle uh, as uh, the Orioles are on top 2-0? Do you have a play in here on this game? I I was talking to Steph. I was on Seattle all day. I like that kind of line move to Seattle. And then yeah. late, that line moved to Baltimore. So I, I laid off. It's 2 nothing Baltimore. If you're on Baltimore and you got plus money, uh, you're probably feeling good right now. But here's another thing with me, Pritch. Uh -huh. Cincinnati just cashed a huge play for me. I'm going to bask in the glow of Cincinnati for a little bit until I get my next play. <laughs> Enjoy your afternoon. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, why sweat all day, Josh?
Uh, well, actually, that sounds pretty good to me. That sounds pretty appealing. <laughs> but yeah, I'll wait. We got good games late later tonight, so we'll we'll start the day one and zero, and we'll progress from there. Yes, sir. I mean, we have basketball to get to, and uh, I think if you're betting basketball these days, it is a sweat. Uh, I got some injury news to update everybody with uh, that could impact some games. Uh, so the NBA uh, is on deck. Uh, that's coming up next right here on BSN, the Sports Betting Network. believes less is more that's why they have powerful tools to help you source screen and hire quality people faster learn more at indeed.com slash credit welcome back to the show it is betting across america we are presented by betm gm mike pritchard josh applebaum with you uh josh nba news uh, i think christian wood is doubtful uh for their matchup here uh, 76ers and the rockets not like it's going to make a difference though uh, but from a betting perspective i think it does um, it's a huge line. I mean, the Rockets, uh, I mean, I know you like to get gross sometimes. They're plus 14 and a half at home, 222. Ooh, that is a big number here, Pritch. Yeah, this is, uh, so I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, if, and, and like my first inclination here is, you know, if you weigh it out and you get an inflated number with the Rockets, that's what I normally would look for. So a lot of these books did open, you know, 76ers minus 13, they're up to minus 14 and a half. Uh, do we get up to minus 15? Uh, but, that's like normal times when people are healthy and when you can take advantage of a lopsided play. Now we're talking late season NBA where I think the, the volatility of a lot of these spreads really kind of uh, scares you a little bit here. So um, would I lay the, the 14 half of the Sixers? No. Do I want to take the Rockets 14 half? Uh, no to that as well here, Prince. So <laughs> to me, this is kind of one of those plays where uh, it's such kind of gross movement. Uh, and again, you know, if you're the Rockets, you know, you have some of these young players who have shown a little bit of promise here, but, um, the fact this line is moving to the, the Sixers, I think you, you got the you're you're late to the party. They could win by 21, but if you got a minus 13, you're laying 14 half. You're kind of getting the worst of it. So to me, I'm not going to touch it. Uh, I did notice that line did dip a little bit here. You know, the Rockets are one of the worst defensive teams in the league, defensive yeah. efficiency wise. But it was like 223 and a half down to 221 and a half. I think that's probably Christian Wood. Is he worth you know a point, point and a half to the total? He probably is. So this is a long-winded answer or long-winded way of saying this is a blueprint game that I don't want to touch. So uh, I think I might be might be moving on to another spot here, Pritch. All right, I hear you. I hear you. Um, Milwaukee minus four against Washington. Um, you got Russell Westbrook on this uh, triple uh, double quest uh, and 243 to total. You talk about no defense. Uh, here you go. 243 is a total. We, we saw 242 and a half or 243 again. Uh, Bucks on the back-to-back here against Washington. Yeah, you're totally right, Pritch. And I, so number one, I am intrigued by the Wizards plus the points in this okay. one. I think you might have a couple angles that you may enjoy or maybe find a little bit of an edge. Number one, uh, just the rest versus tire, tired angle. The Bucks um, obviously won last night against Brooklyn. They won two in a row against Brooklyn. They're feeling good, but also those are kind of taxing games in general. Now you got to turn around real quick and host the Wizards, who we think of the Wizards as a really bad team pitch, but they're only five games below 500. They're really in that kind of that play-in type territory. They also uh, have a, a, a two-day rest advantage. They last played on the third. So rest advantage to the Wizards. 
my also I'm also thinking, are the Bucks going to rest anyone here? Again, you're you're still fighting a little bit for for seeding, but you're coming on a back to back. You've had you know Giannis and some of these other players who have dealt with injuries. So I'd be waiting to see if. Uh, any of these guys are, are ruled out here late. You know, again, look at that 6 p.m. rule, see how the, the injury report looks later tonight. But I do like the fact that, you know, some of these books, it was, you know, four, uh, four and a half even, down to four. This is a public play toward the, the Bucks here. And what I like is the Wizards in a high total game. When they have these high total games, 243, which um, if you look at it now, Pritch, it's crazy to think. But, uh, you know, again, 243 down to 242 and a half. Lance 242 yesterday, <laughs> a comment on how good those odds makers are. But when the total is 240 or higher, the over is 16 and 12. That's 57%. You're still profitable. Uh, and this thing, I think it's kind of risen a little bit. I think it was like, I want to say 242 up to 243. So it's on the rise. But with the Wizards, I like when you're getting a handful of points in a high total game because usually the pace that the Wizards play at, um, this might be a, you know, one, you know, I don't know, 138 to 136 type game. That's kind of how anecdotally I've seen these high total Wizards games go. So uh, lean a little bit to the over, lean a little bit to the Wizards here. But let's see what the what the Bucks do on the second leg of a back to back. OK, Josh, how about uh, San Antonio? Uh, same opponent, uh, same week, even they played on Monday. Uh, they got the Jazz. It's now Wednesday, uh, a shorter line, six and a half uh, to the Jazz at home. They're laying it uh, two eighteen and a half is a total. Yeah, so this one's intriguing, Pritch, because I think the, the ticket split is kind of right down the middle in this one. Number one, uh, you look at Utah, who obviously is still waiting for uh, their star player there, Donovan Mitchell, to get back. But, um, you know, Utah's won two straight, and you have a San Antonio Spurs team that has lost four straight here uh, and really haven't been covering too many numbers as of late. You, know, you look at injury-wise, uh, Derek White's still out. You still have Mitchell and Conley out for the Jazz in this one. I lean a little bit to the Jazz only because I did see some shops uh, have gone to seven. So a lot of these numbers opening at minus six and a half Jazz or maybe one was six, probably six and a half. But all the juice is leading to the Jazz, even though it's a split ticket count. Again, I'd lean a little bit laying the points with the Jazz against the Spurs team that looks like they're kind of imploding late in the season. Yeah, they are, right? I mean, uh, looking forward to the game for sure. We'll see what the Jazz have uh, has tonight in store for San Antonio. Uh, how about Ryan Ballingy? He's going to join the program. Josh, my biggest win in terms of dollar amount came from the Masters. Uh, we got the Wells Fargo Championship coming up next. experts are covering every sport on the board this spring to find the best bets every day and now is a great time to invest in your long-term betting success we provide all the tools you need to make the most informed bet every time even if that means telling you when not making a bet is in your best option uh, get our 24 7 video coverage uh, data and analysis on vcin.com our daily members only best bet emails our in-depth coverage of every major event and point spread weekly is designed to improve your sports success year-round so your bankroll lasts longer and you can increase your sports betting iq learn from our experience and put our team to work for you today with our vcin 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe 
Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you today and happy to bring on to the program Ryan Ballengee. He's the owner of Goff News Net. Ryan, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. Looking forward to this. Like I mentioned into the break, uh, my largest win so far uh, has been from Goff uh, with the Masters. So um, where are we going here? Roy McIlroy, uh, 20 to 1. <laughs> what are we doing here? This is a really interesting week for Rory McIlroy because Quail Hollow, the host course for this week's Wells Fargo Championship, sets up super well for guys who drive the ball really well. Mm-hmm. And Rory McIlroy is conceptually one of those guys. He's making, making some swing changes, changes game a little bit, has been away since the Masters, has not played, so had a little time to reset. I think his driver will be back this week. He's had ample time to work on it. The big question mark is can he turn great driving into solid putting? He has won this tournament before. He won it from the cut line made the cut on the number, and then won the tournament, which is super rare in PGA Tour circles to do that. But I I do like him this week at this price because it's way juicier than what you normally get Rory McIlroy. Ryan, it's great to have you on, talk a little bit of golf here. Always love it when you come on the program. Uh, I wanted to talk to you on the topic of Rory. You know, we look at Rory uh, to win it all 20 to 1, but we always kind of preface it by saying, hey, these outrights, if you hit it, that's amazing, but they're really hard to hit. So maybe, you you know, you look at some different betting opportunities here. So I just quickly saw a couple matchups here, Ryan. Uh, Rory against John Rahm head-to-head. He's uh, Rory is a plus-152 dog. You look at Rory against Thomas, he's a plus-135 dog. So do you like any of these matchups with Rory? If you're like Pritch and you want to uh, pad your winnings here betting on golf and you want to bet Rory, any of these matchups or different ways of betting him, which would you recommend? I think if you're going to go against uh, or you're going to go with Rory in a matchup this week, I think you can take on Bryson perhaps. Uh, I love Bryson's driving the golf ball, but it didn't look anywhere near crisp enough at the Masters. And if that carries over, then he's going to be in some trouble this week. I love John Rahm this week, so I, I wouldn't necessarily play that matchup because of what John Rahm does really well. He drives it really well and puts it really well. Everything in between is kind of wishy-washy. Um, Rory drives it well doesn't really put it very well and frankly doesn't hit it very well with his iron. So I don't love that matchup necessarily, but if you can find McElroy against a similar good driver of the golf ball, but not necessarily a great putter like John Rahm, I would hammer those matchups. We're speaking with uh, Ryan Ballengee, uh owner of golf news net uh, Ryan. Uh, so this course uh, quail hollow is supposed to be difficult. I'm, I'm thinking all the courses are difficult, but yet uh, this one's unbelievably difficult. Uh, so how, how do golfers handle that? I mean, uh, to me, that's what I'm betting on. Like Rory uh, has something to prove um, Bryson. I don't know if he has something to prove or something to work on. Um, you, you know, Justin Thomas, the usual suspects are at top here, uh, but on a difficult course like this uh who can prevail in terms of a long shot uh that might have it together uh mentally good question i i look at kind of guys in the 30 range this week 30 40 range that i really really like Corey connors is one of those guys joaquin neiman starting to play great golf again uh, cameron tringali is super consistent i mean probably having his best season as a professional golfer just putting up top 15 finishes all over the place and i love brian Harmon who's played this course historically well in the past. I would throw in Stuart Sink, another guy who's playing really, really well. He's 66 to one. Are you betting that he could win three times in a year? Maybe that's a bit of a stretch for a guy who's near 50 years old, but he's having one of the best years of his life. So why not? Uh, I I love him as a top 10 bet this week. I I think the type of golfers that you're trying to look for again, 
good drivers of the golf ball. So you're thinking longer hitters because they're going to put it out there more frequently. And then you kind of have to hope those long hitters putt it pretty well this week. The, the modeling about this course kind of tells us that putting does matter on this golf course more than most PGA Tour golf courses. So driving matters pretty much every week. That's going to set you up to do very well, particularly on a longer golf course like this, about 7,500 yards. But you need to be able to putt the ball well. These greens are very tricky and they're very quick. Ryan, talk to me about Will Zalatoris because, you know, I'm not a huge golf guy, but I remember in the Masters him coming in second, and I feel like my Twitter feed was all, like, Zalatoris compared to Happy Gilmore's caddy, how, like, they were just, like, spitting images of each other here. So I'm looking at Zalatoris, second in the Masters. He's 28-1 to in this tournament. He's only 24 years old. Tell us about this guy. Is he a guy we got to look out for moving forward? Does he have the skills to become one of the top golfers? What do you think of him in this tournament and just moving forward as a golf prospect? Yeah, he's been on an incredible run, Josh. I mean, the guy was playing Corn Ferry Tour events 12 months ago and was probably not thinking about being a top 30 player in the world, but took advantage of the criteria changes to get into the U.S. Open because they didn't have qualifying. Got into the U.S. Open, had been playing great on the Corn Ferry Tour, finished sixth, never looked back, earned special temporary membership, so he has access to a lot of tournaments, but it's all on the back of sponsor exemptions and unless and if he wins. I love his chances this week. He's just playing with such confidence, and this is a confident sport, and he just has it right now. And he is a very technically sound player. He seems very sure of himself. I loved what he did at the Masters when he came out and said, if I'm dumb enough to think I can play here, I'm dumb enough to think I can win here. And I I think he doesn't really know yet what – Yeah, I think we lost him right there. yeah, I mean, uh, that, that was interesting. Uh, I mean, that's what I'm talking about, Josh, when it comes to golfers uh, in terms of that mental aspect, right, and those games uh, that they have to play with themselves uh, with in terms of just trying to uh, uh, have that confidence out there and still rely on that, their ability. I mean, sometimes uh, the lack of confidence uh, maybe takes over for these players. Confidence is so huge here, Pritch. I think the Zalator steam, it kind of blew away Ryan's uh, Ryan's uh, stream there. So uh, no worries. But I know we're up against it. All I'll say is like, you know, in my own personal experience, uh, I used to love going to golf with my buddies, you know, make an outing of it. You get a couple carts, you you know, you pack some a lunch or whatever, you have some fun. But if you're not swinging the ball well, it's not fun. If you're decent and you compete mm. with your buddies and you don't make a fool of yourself, it, you know, again, it's much more fun. But uh, again, it's all about confidence. And Zalatoris has got it right now. So I know. As a flyer, yep. it's intriguing. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> playing golf myself out here in Vegas, uh, I actually hit a house. Uh, you have to drive the cart up. Uh, and so I'm with uh, the, the playing partner I'm with. And, and so we, the lady comes out the house and she's like, you guys stink. <laughs> I mean, no confidence whatsoever. Where's the beer cart? Uh, let's go. Uh, Leans and picks coming up next uh, on the program, Betting Across America, right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
BetMGM welcomes you to Showtime with a chance to win $100 for a $1 Moneyline wager on the Bucks or Wizards. Just use bonus code VSIN100 and you're on your way to betting with the King of Sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and use promo code VSIN100 to bet one and win 100 if either team hits the three in tonight's game. It's a new customer offer. Paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel you have a problem, it's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. And we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. Uh, we are underway in Colorado, 0-0, San Francisco uh, and the Rockies. Uh, still 2-0, Baltimore over Seattle. Josh. Uh, on the schedule as well, the Oakland Athletics, uh, Toronto. Uh, what do you have in this game? Yeah, so it went to the well with uh, Oakland last night and came through for me. And so I'm going to do it again here tonight, looking at the Oakland A's. Uh, number one, I think the biggest thing that I noticed is a um, little bit of line movement to the A's at home tonight against Toronto. It's Bassett, uh, kind of their, one of their quasi-aces here against uh, Robbie Ray, a lefty who's actually pretty good numbers so far this year. We're going to have to wait on George Springer. I don't know if he's in or out. Uh, again, might have to go through this with uh, with him, you know, seeing if he's going to play or not uh, injury prone. But Oakland, Oakland opener on minus 115 at home. They're up to minus 122. That's important because you're still getting a lot of public money on the Jays mm -hmm. who uh, just came off that big sweep uh, against Atlanta and have a young stud type lineup. But first two of the series have gone to Oakland. Uh, I'm going back to well tonight. And what I like is this left-handed pitcher matchup the athletics against the lefty last night won they're now nine and three against lefties this is one of the best lineups when they see a southpaw here pritch they do pretty well so it's a low total favorite non-division favorite line move favorite and they match against lefties going up against the lefty again tonight i'll lay the number here with the athletics just kind of like a high juice number my, around minus 120 okay i've won money uh with tampa bay uh they are on the road against the angels uh they are the dog in this one plus 112 josh eight and a half uh is a total uh i'm leaning uh, Tampa Bay in this one. Come with me. I got a seat right. at the, on the Ray, on the Rays train before you here, Pritch. But I'm on the Rays once again. I like this spot. Again, one last night, uh, big win. And also tonight, it's a really kind of sharp line freeze type play where mm. Otani's on the mound. And anytime Otani takes the mound, you know, again, I liken it to maybe not quite as good. But when I was younger and I love Pedro Martinez and it was Pedro Martinez Day in Boston and they had the big K's they put up on the uh, in the stands over the Green Monster. Not as not the same sort of thing, but the buzz of Otani when he takes the mound, he's a really, really huge public favorite almost always. Now, not in terms of the number, he's only minus one twenty-two tonight. But with Otani, you're getting about three out of four bets on the Angels, who again the public says with Otani, they lost last night, they got to bounce back and win tonight. But yet some of these openers are like minus one twenty-five Angels. They're now down to minus 122. So you're seeing some movement here with Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay going from about plus 115 down to plus 112, even though they're only getting about a third of bets. This would match a dog with a line move. Uh, sweet spot dog when you're plus 140 or less. Uh, done pretty well this year in general. And also dog off a win and road dogs have all done well. So a bunch of system matches, a, bet, a contrarian bet against Otani. If you're giving me raise plus money, I'll take it with Tampa Bay again tonight. There's always that injury situation, too, with Otani. I mean, something, uh, whether it's going to be X or X 
chest or, or what's happening with his body uh, as that player out there, right? He's that attraction. Um, the total's eight and a half, Josh. Uh, the over is minus 120. The under's even. Uh, it's blowing out uh, tonight uh, out there in L.A. Uh, 10 miles an hour, too. Yeah, you're right, Pritch. Some wind here blowing out. The one thing, uh, you're getting a better rate and half right now. The only thing that worried me, and I'm with you with that wind and the weather, you know, it's a beautiful night here, or it looks like it will be in Los Angeles, uh, about 75 degrees, wind blowing out. But it opened at nine and got down to eight and a half. So okay. that kind of scared me a little bit. Again, you're, you always got to ask yourself, I, I like the over, it's juiced up, but what did it open at? If it was eight up to eight and a half and it's juiced up over, then boom, you, you know, you're working with something there. But the fact that it fell, uh, I will, I'll, I'll let you know this, Pritch. We had unders do very, very well to start Major League Baseball year. At one point, I think they're like 55%. It must be the last week or so, the overs have absolutely crushed it. And again, this is a long baseball season. You'll see these ebbs and these flows. But right now, these overs are doing pretty good. Uh, I guess when they deaden the ball here, Pritch, it, had, it hasn't made as big of an impact <laughs> as maybe we would have thought here. But That's um, only if again, you believe it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I actually saw a stat that it's like, if it's hit over 500 feet with the deadened ball, it travels like six inches shorter now. It's like, okay, then, then what's the point? You know, right. what's going on there? But um, to me, I'll, I'll, I'll take Tampa here. The total, a little intriguing to the over, but it fell. That worries me a bit. Okay. Any other uh, baseball games, leaning towards or picks that you might have? So I got a real gross one here if you're looking for a dog, and I believe dogs were 10-6 and six yesterday, so dogs continue to bark here. Um, Texas Rangers. Uh, okay. Texas Rangers uh, in this spot were intriguing to me because, again, a lefty-righty split. This is, this is going to blow your mind a little bit here, Pritch. The, mm -hmm. the Texas Rangers – who, again, they have a sub-500 record, but they're kind of a, uh, I don't know, they're a little bit of a, a team that, you know, battles for you, and it's not as bad as you think. Um, if you And here, this illustrates the point. They're three games under 500, but if you bet 100 bucks on every Rangers game, you're always getting these big payouts, you're up around $400, so they have been profitable. But here's the thing. They're going up against uh, Lewis Thorpe here tonight uh, for Minnesota, and the Rangers against righties, 4-13, and 13, not very good. Rangers against lefties, 10-4. and four. This is a lineup kind of like the A's that and the Cubs that mash against lefties. They're facing a lefty here today. Uh, the line's moving a little bit against you. So I think Minnesota just got bet up a little bit. They're like minus 165, up to around minus 175. But I'll high watermark this. You may get a plus 160, taking a shot on a dog and a high and kind of quasi high total game, dog off a win. They mash lefties. I'll, I'll take a shot on the Rangers here if I'm betting this game. Okay, plus uh, 155 with their, right there with the Rangers. Um, so over to hockey, uh, we had Dwayne Colucci on. We were talking about the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and maybe some pressure, maybe not. Um, troubles with goalie, uh, those kind of things. Uh, are you on the wild uh, this evening? So I am on the wild this evening, and I, I wanted my condolences. You know I'm dying to get to uh, the stadium swim and have the Vegas watch party with your Pritch, but I hope the watch party tonight isn't that happy because I'm on the wild uh, for all the Vegas fans here. But I kind of I, I like what Dwayne talked about, and the other thing is, you know, you have a lot of data on these matchups now because with these divisions in this weird kind of COVID year, you're playing your same division seven, eight, nine times depending on what division you're in. And believe it or not, the wild, I don't know what it is, but they got something here against the Vegas Golden Knights. They're five and two this season against the Knights. The wild are also one of the best home teams in hockey. Mm -hmm. What I like is the fact that uh, Vegas opened around minus 120. That's what we're showing on the screen here, but they're dropping right now. Okay. A lot of these Knights uh, numbers are down to minus 115. I see a minus 110 out there. You also have uh, Max Pacioretty, which, um, which Dwayne mentioned. Pacioretty, uh, no sec is all is also out here. He's been out here, here for a little bit. So I'll take a shot on the wild at home with a line move. 
who play great at home and also have had the Golden Knights number. If you get even money, you may shop around and get a plus 102, plus 103. Try to get a few cents if you can. But I'm on the wild in this one. Oh, man, that's enticing, too. Uh, it really <laughs> is. Uh, the wild, they've been, you know, they're just one of those teams uh, in the NHL. Uh, let's get to National Football League because we have some updated odd situations. It involves Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Stephanie sent this over, uh, Josh. Uh, the Broncos, their win total is back up on the board at Bet MGM. Apparently, uh, Green Bay is still off. Um, but... A week ago, it was seven and a half. The win totals for the Broncos. It's now up to eight and a half uh, win total at Bedham Gym for the Broncos. That is that's a pretty big jump. Again, you know, win totals you don't see much more than a half game usually, and maybe that's caused by really lopsided action or you know a free agency move, a trade, something like that. Now, I'll ask you, Pritch. I think they had a pretty good draft with Sertan with that running back uh, that they got, which I think is going to be kind of an underrated move for them. Uh, but also the Bridgewater. You know, is Bridgewater worth a full game? <laughs> Ten two gloves. He covers. He covers a lot, Pritch, and I love I love betting on him. But I don't know, reading the tea leaves, a full game, that's kind of a lot with their draft and Teddy. I don't know if that, maybe that does equal a full game. I'll, I'll lean to you, Pierre Pritch, but is that Aaron Rodgers? Is there, are they spe- are they hedging their bets, speculating that if Rodgers goes there, again, is that, you know, win total you would think would be more like, you know, 11 maybe, 10, 11, something like that. Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, if they if they put it back on the board at 7.5, well, I mean, what kind of action would they have received? Uh, the over 8.5 is minus 140. Uh, the under uh, is plus 115 uh, there for the Broncos in their new win total at eight and a half. Yeah, just up the over there. So it seems like maybe they're taking in some money or reading the tea leaves. Maybe maybe this Rogers moves happen or happens or not. Pritch, I know we're up against it, but I just saw something. This is interesting to finish off the show today. Uh, this was a tweet from The Athletic. They're talking about um, Aaron Rodgers has mocked his GM, Brian Gutekunst, in group chats with his teammates, referring to Gutekunst, the GM, as Jerry Krause. Now, who's Jerry Krause, Pritch? You know, yes. if you watch The Last Dance. Uh, GM of the Bulls who, you know, got rid of Michael Jordan, made it all about him and not the players. So, again, we've done two days of shows, Pritch. I was pretty adamant that they'll patch this up. He'll get a big deal. Stay in Green Bay. But the more I dig into this stuff, man, this is there's some bad blood going on here. And if Rodgers is, you know, kind of texting you behind your back, likening you to one of the most loathed GMs who kind of broke up, like Yoko Ono, Mm -hmm. breaking up the Beatles here, uh, Krause with the Bulls in the 90s. This isn't good, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe this, maybe Rogers. There's something to it. Maybe we do see him get traded. At which point, I think these numbers are going to fly in all these different props. You know, I think the NFL figures out that they're onto something. Uh, that number three overall pick, uh, the betting market was fluid, right? Uh, and so now you drop this news about Aaron Rodgers, uh, disgruntled Aaron Rodgers, and now you have a betting market that's pretty fluid as well, pretty active too. So uh, I don't know. The NFL, they they just find a way. Uh, to keep these type of conversations going, though. Yeah, you got to love it, Pritch. I mean, NFL is king when it comes to betting. The handles are higher in the NFL than any other sport exponentially by far. And you love that this is a year-round market. You're betting on sports. It's a day-to-day, but even in the offseason, we're not sweating, you know, uh, Patriots-Jets game here Sunday night, but we have win totals, we got props, we got all this kind of stuff. So it just talks, speaks to how big the NFL is, and it's a year-round betting experience. All right. Uh, Great job the last two days, Josh. Uh, And good luck with everything, and congratulations on the, uh, the Reds win. Awesome. Maybe. Me and me, Pete Rose and Steph, our producer, we're pretty happy right there now. There you go. That'll do it for us. My guys in the desert come up next right here on v the Sports Betting Network.